Fuck pain. Fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. From the multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Tonight, it's interview time again as MMA fighter Ian McCall joins us for a fascinating conversation about all things Uncle Creepy, including an incredible list of injuries, living fast enough to wake up in the hospital after being dead, Love of flotation tanks, burning the candle at both ends, the mystical hold a daughter has over a man, and an amazing show of just how seriously the MMA takes its drug screening policy. And now, asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Bolelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind. For the Drunken Dows Podcast, begins now. Welcome back everybody, episode 84 of the Drunken Dows Podcast. Another fun interview today, but most importantly, sit across straight from me is my pal, Mr. Daniele Bolelli. How's it going, my bud? Hey, man. I, I, I got to, uh, that, that's an awfully fine Dr. Sura uh, hoodie you got there. Oh, I don't yeah. believe I've seen one of those before. Really? I actually did. Uh, Is that hemp as well? You were just too high to notice prior. A uh, possibility. No, no, high I've had life. it multiple times. Yeah, it's hemp. It's a, one of my favorite. Well, there are lots of great Dutch asserting, but I love this one. So, oh, yeah, since we're speaking of it, might as well give our plugs to yeah. the good people. So. That's Usara, one of our sponsors, and as you can tell, well, this is not a video podcast, but based on rich description, we do use their products because they're awesome. You can really tell because if you were to unzip the Datsusara hoodie underneath is a sure design t-shirt, Acapulco Gold, which strangely enough, available at local collectives if you want to nice. try some of this famous strain yep. from back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my. Oh, that's glorious stuff. Yeah, so today, as usual, I did my, my triple. Uh, I worked out with an Onnit steel mace. I'm wearing short design and Batsusara. The mace is the best thing, yeah. man. I couldn't be more excited about it. I know, man. I can't believe really yeah. give me my dead ass up because I, I think it's fun. There's just yeah. something about it. Barbells are horrible. Yeah. This thing is cool. I like, I'm, I'm practicing my Tyrion axe whack <laughs> for the upcoming Game of Thrones season. That's awesome. As you should. Yeah. As you should. We're going to have to be ready. Definitely. Winter is coming. Winter is definitely coming. Well, not in California ever. No, but, still. but the rain came. Yeah, the rain showed up for about three and a half minutes today. That was beautiful. It was pouring, though. It was so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. I miss it. So, on the happy note of saying thank you to the people who keep us in business, so that's Usara, dsgear.com, where all the greatest hemp gear finds its home. Sure design t-shirts with the coolest, funkiest shirts on earth and on it where the range of products defies my ability to put them into words. Human optimization. Exactly. Yeah, because really that's like, that's the quick way to sum it up from workout gear to special foods to all sort of awesome things, supplements, of course, and the whole deal. 
Can we tell a, a, a quick hello to our friends at Steelgrass Farm on Kauai, Hawaii, who have invited us to enjoy their recording studio, if we can make it out there. These folks have a chocolate, vanilla, and coffee farm. Nice. Can be that. Oh, my God. One of our past uh, guests, our... Our Taoist friend, Yunro, oh, yeah. is planning on moving to Hawaii, so maybe we should we'll Tell him to move to Kauai, yeah. and then we can definitely have a, like a, a little function there. Yeah. But anyway, the, the honey was incredible, guys. The chocolate is fantastic, and the vanilla beans is going to be immersed in vodka to make infused vanilla vodka for who knows what later in the summer. That never hurts. Cool, man. Having said that, let's get down to business. Cool, ready to roll. Yeah, right. McCall, Ian, thanks so much for making the drive up here. No worries. Thank you for having me. Sorry um, I'm late. <laughs> uh, no worries. Well, it sounds like you had a couple of eventful days, last yeah. few days. Yes. How many pieces are you in right now? Uh, well, I'm hopefully in one. I haven't got another MRI or anything. But, uh, you know, I had an, uh, a four-part surgery in my shoulder eight, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. A uh, fully torn bicep tendon, two labral tears, and a fully torn rotator cuff. I mean, I, but that all got taken care of. But I also tore. If you can see, when I flex a little bit, this is a lot. My my right my right bicep's a lot shorter. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not that bad. Sure. You know? But they it wasn't big enough to fix. But I've also fractured and dislocated this elbow when I was a kid, like wrestling in, in high school. Um, I've had three surgeries on this hand on the same side, <laughs> two breaks, a bad MRSA infection in my my hand and arm. So whoever has the voodoo doll for you, they only remember about one side of the body. Yeah, huh? they, they don't like, like me. And and on the same side, uh-huh. well, I guess I have my neck, which is the yeah. middle. <laughs> Broke my sternum twice in the middle. Uh, on my right side, Carla Esparza tore my my anterior labrum and my hip how and did, my groin in two places. How did she do that? Wrestling. Wrestling? Yeah. She, she, yeah, she hurts everybody. <laughs> really? Yeah. She was a little hard in training. She uh, broke Alec, Alex Perez's nose. She tore my hip. I mean, she's always fucking people up. And what was the sternum break like? Oh, it sucked. The first time it broke was in my very first fight out in Hawaii. And it, 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 it sucked. And then the second one was um, Alex Sergikov. Fights at like 185. We were like playing around sparring. And he, he's a big... You know, <laughs> emotionless Russian, and he just crushed me. With it. He also snapped the tip of my finger. See how this one's kind of fat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he snapped the tip of my finger. But look at this. So, whoa. Yeah, there's. Uh, we're getting a visual of uh, yeah. Ian's sternum <laughs> yeah. bending in ways that he should not be bending. Yeah. There, it looked like the alien is trying to pop out yes, through exactly. the center. I just remember, like, 12, 15 years ago, <laughs> Steve McNair played with a cracked sternum. Yeah. And they're like, how the man is not out of, you know, even out of bed yeah. is a miracle. And, oh, uh, and I broke this collarbone twice. Jesus, man. <laughs> it's I, never, like, I, I only fractured it. My brother's broke his five times. He's got a big lump on it. Mine just fractured twice. Under the file, uh, do you guys want to get into MMA? Yeah. It's a great <laughs> career. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really you worth should it. do that. <laughs> yes. Hey, yeah, so you're in this paradoxical situation where you're like one of the top fighters in the world in your weight division. 
and at the same time you are like dealing with the fact that your own body is trying to say please stop because it's like fucking breaking every single thing yeah and that's you know i i burnt the candle from both ends right. for way too long mm -hmm. i mean with how hard i trained mm -hmm. with how much i partied <laughs> with everything in life yeah you know how fast i drove how many you know Well, everything. <laughs> yeah. I died. I died once from a drug overdose. You know, like it's 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 been a serious life of mine. But, yeah, and when you say that, literally, like the man's heart stopped for yeah. a long enough time. I, I woke to... up in the hospital a couple of days later, um, and the thing was, I, I was in the hospital for like over a week, a week and a half, I think. Uh -huh. So that's like people go, I overdosed. Like, no, they took took you in back and they gave you, you know, liquids. Right. <laughs> like I aspirated. I died. It was pretty. It was gnarly. Was there a whole party of like Krishna and Jesus welcoming you to the new world <laughs> and uh, decided which one of them would get to take you it's along? Just, or... A little like uh, a boardroom. Like, well, who do you want to choose? Exactly. <laughs> hey, I had dips on this guy. <laughs> exactly. He was with me. What's up? <laughs> what was it? Uh... Remember the old Dave Chappelle show when they had the the, <laughs> the racial uh, or the bidding or whatever the draft, right? <laughs> But yeah, it, you know there was no lights, no bells, no no God. I was just woke up in the hospital and, and a girl I was hanging out with at the time who she, I, she was you know I guess it was nice of her to be there she shouldn't have been there <laughs> like oh your girlfriend's here I'm like it's not my girlfriend it's not it's definitely not my girlfriend um, and my brother and my dad were just looking at me like you fucking idiot right. I, I was sober at that point for, for a while and I just decided to party one day and it, it did not go so well huh? no yeah. not a good idea so what's up with the whole burning the candle on both ends of course there's a thrill that comes with it yeah. there's just diving deep and tasting life in every possible form to full intensity but of course there are prices to pay which yeah. where are you at now in terms of uh, how you see your life play out. You know, you clearly have gone certain routes so far yeah. in your life. Well, well, let's say with my body first. Mm -hmm. If this is a tear, I'm, I'm probably going to retire. Huh. If I, if, you know, because my arm just popped again. Right. So if if it's torn, I have to have surgery, I'm, I'm going to retire. I'm going to mm -hmm. get surgery and retire. Um, just because, you know, I, I don't, I got a kid. Right. My girlfriend has a kid. You know, yeah. I got I got to figure out, and, and I have an opportunity to open my own business mm -hmm. getting this stuff which is what I'm working on um, what business are you thinking well I was, I'm getting into the cryo business as well just because it's lucrative mm -hmm. and it's I know the numbers yep um, it's popping up everywhere mm -hmm. I have a good facility to do that really low um, a really low uh, investment on my own part really just sweat equity because I, I know a lot about the information too that, that, that comes with it um We're opening, we, we want to put in, you know, hyperbaric chambers. I really want to make a facility right. that is all-encompassing, yep. you know, has float tanks. I, I definitely want to open a float tank. I've been talking to Crash. Mm -hmm. um, best, I, I mean, Yes, I love them. And my, my dad told me about those. My dad's an old surfer hippie, you know, like, So he, he knew about those, you know, what was the Altered States, the movie? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> we had, exactly. uh, a while back, we had on the podcast, Albert Ohanian was the place in Torrance. Mm -hmm. that was, that's really cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you ever need the tips, Albert is always super generous with anything yeah. that has to do with nice. float tanks. So it's, so uh, it, it's just, it's a, it's a good, easy startup business because I mm -hmm. just want to have two tanks, a front desk. Right. 
I can run it. My mom can run yeah. it. My girlfriend can run it. You know, me run it. It's, it's not. It's well, not insurance stuff. is about to accept it too. That's what's really going to make it great. Exactly. It's going to be. You yeah, know, that wouldn't be really legit. My mom runs a medical office now, a dental office. Right. Um. So she's going to help me run everything. That's genius. You I know? think that's a great, great idea. So yeah. you got that as a plan for the future, whether the future is in six months or is in 10 years, it's still, that's part of yeah, what's... Yeah, I've been in the process of looking into business stuff um, a lot lately. Right. You know, I've, I've owned a business at 21 mm-hmm. and it, you know, it failed, but I, if I had my shit together, I would, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be really wealthy right now. Right. You know, and it was all through, you know, my family and through the car business and stuff, because mm-hmm. that's what my family's been into for 50 years. Right. <clears throat> we owned actually we used to own a, a Toyota dealership in downtown LA, yeah. so and a bunch of property and stuff. But it's um you know it's a funny business. <laughs> but I just I'm just trying to do something because I I have to take care of myself. Fighting doesn't provide. Yeah, you know? of course. I I love it. I would never change it. Uh, what I've done and what I've accomplished. But in reality, was it worth it? I don't know. Physically, well, mentally, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm still, you know, I, I know I'm sure I have some brain damage or something, mm-hmm. but be realistic. Sure. You know, but you can uh, only take so many shots to the head yeah. without, <laughs> you know, yeah. you can only dodge the bullet so many times. Exactly. But, but, you know, it's, it's, um, I, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll always owe this sport so much. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to coach. That's what I've been doing since I've been injured. Um, for the first time, really, in my career, I've just helped take over coaching from mm-hmm. with my coach. My coach is split. Jiva Santana, my jiu-jitsu coach, left Colin. Um, and, you know, I have both of their logos tattooed on my arm. Right. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I just, they were both like, hey, listen, you know, we're amicably, be, amicably splitting up. Mm-hmm. You, you know, this is your, we're opening a hole for you. Here you go. So, because I, like, I was like the oldest child in, the, in a divorce. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, we were all to be working together for twelve years. Right. So, so, but at the fact that he was a friendly split makes it considerably easier for you to exactly. And you know, I have people like Carla Esparza who mm-hmm. are still. That's like my little sister. Right. You know, we've known her since she was seventeen, sixteen or seventeen. Your little sister who tried to kill you on a regular yeah. basis. Right. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, where's uh, Carla at with her career right now? Uh, she had shoulder surgery, labral tear, a week before me. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she's she's getting better. She's, uh, she's, well, she'll probably fight before me, mm-hmm. just because mine just gives out. Hers is, you know, I, I've pushed the strength part of it so much that right. it's strong. Yeah. But like the other day, you know, just shadow boxing aggressively, shadow boxing around a one of those bosu balls, mm-hmm. doing drills, and you know we do a lot of footwork drills, a lot of speed drills, and and as. Also, you know, the team captain, whatever the fuck you want to call me, um, coach, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm showing and helping and coaching and doing it myself and just all of a sudden pop and I was on the ground holding my arm. Jesus. You know, That's, yeah. It, it was the worst one I've had so far. And, you know, my, my, my masseuse was like, dude, you're, you know, certain parts of your arm are really tight. There's a ball here. There's, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Well, that just the price to pay yeah. in the long run, of course. Yeah. The, so. Speaking of Carla, what's the um, what are your thoughts about women's MMA in general? Um, take it very open-ended question. Take yeah, it well, wherever well, you want to go. Now, with especially it. me because I'm I'm a controversial dickhead most of the time. <laughs> you know, I say a lot of stupid stuff, and it's because I'm it's funny, right? You know, it's not serious most of the time, and yeah. and it gets a reaction. Sure. That's why people know my name because I know how to get reaction. <laughs> it's so easy to play the game, right? Um, 
And I don't like women fighting. Uh-huh. I think it's, you know, tacky and gross and whatever. But that's from like a street standpoint. When seeing women fight like on the street is just so gross to me. Um, even seeing guys fight on the street, I'm like, like stupid, you know. But I get it. Guys have testosterone and stuff. But um, obviously having Carla in my life, you know, training with her, you know, helping her throughout her whole career and, and just – Helping her turn into the person she is, mm-hmm. just, just fighting wise. Um, you know, I obviously accept it. I have a daughter. If she mm-hmm. wants to fight one day, then okay. Well, you know, it's this isn't going to be easy. Sure, <laughs> but sure. You know, I, I'll train him. Um, but yeah, I, it's not my thing. I, I don't. I'm not into buff chicks. I'm not. You know, and everything for me comes down to you know sexuality or physicality. <laughs> right. I see women and I'm like, well, do I want to fuck her or do I do I want to stay? With? You know, that's right. like the initial caveman. Like, Ugh. yeah, do I want to mate with that woman? Um, but yeah, I, if you look at my girlfriend, you know, she's a tiny, beautiful little blonde girl. That's, right. It's not not athletic at all. But uh, that's hilarious that exactly that's what (laughs) you crave in that sense. And at the same time, you're in the middle of a martial art environment all day long, where not only is a martial art environment, you could be all male, but you have somebody like Carla Esparza, one of the top fighters in the world in their division, (laughs) that you are close to. And so it puts you in this weird place where you're kind of in in multiple... uh... And I've talked so much shit on on, uh, Ronda Rousey. Right. Because it's easy and funny. Sure. You know, and I know what some of the shit I've said to her bugs her, so it's like even more funnier to me. You know, um, but you know, most of it's jokes. I, I just there's certain things about it. Again, I go mm-hmm. back to being like a guy that's dated model girls, you mm-hmm. know, or actresses or just beautiful women, and I'm like, sweetheart, you're not a model. You know, I look at it from that. Like right. I don't, I don't find her attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're a fighter. Just stick with that. Mm-hmm. You're the best. You know, you're amazing out there, but. So I, you know, I have a weird skewed sexist view on it, I guess. That's, that's a, I'm a sexist dickhead. I don't know. That's one of the things that... But I'm being realistic. No, no. And know? that's one thing that cracks me up about you that I find hilarious to the 10th power is the fact that you say things about yourself with zero, you know, normally this is what other people say about somebody else, yeah. not what people say about themselves. Like... Uh, you are self-proclaimed stating that you have been a dickhead for a good chunk of your life in yeah. other ways as well and you're like yeah I was a horrible person you know? I, I was a bad kid and right. I, I had no reason to be growing up I, you know you grow I was born I, I had a house on the beach right you know I got everything I've ever wanted spoiled super spoiled super spoiled Jesus um, you know went to nice private schools got kicked out of like four or five of them um and yeah, I just I liked fighting, and I had this weird aggression. Um, yeah, you know, and maybe at that age I was like, "Oh, my parents are getting divorced. I'm gonna use this as an excuse to sure. be an asshole." Because at first it started out, I would try and pick on the bullies. Mm-hmm. I see a bully trying to bully someone, I'd be like, "Well, number off, one, right. yeah, number one, don't do that. You're a dickhead." Yeah. But two, I know how this all plays out. I go over there. I'm tiny. I'm 105 yeah. pounds. <laughs> But I know how to fight. I've been right. doing martial arts my whole life. I'm wrestling, you know, jiu-jitsu. <clears throat> and uh, just started beating up people. And then you, know, you get into, like, the jock guys that, you know, we ended up beating up them. And then you just beat up everybody. Then you just, you're just an ass. You're just turning into what you're yeah. trying not to be. Um, and very, then we, Very so, Nietzsche-like, right? Yeah. It's like fighting the monsters until <laughs> you become one, right? Yeah. And, and then we, uh, we, we somehow formed a gang, a gang of rich white kids, basically. Right. We didn't think we didn't you know really look at it as a gang. But, yeah. But 
the cops did. So we were dickheads. You know, we were just stupid kids that wanted to fight and mm-hmm. hang out with chicks and cause trouble. I don't it, you you know it's stupid breeds stupid and we were all really stupid and we were just feeding <laughs> off each other well, and, and we all fought so right. out of this initial initial group of friends I had say 30 of us um 25 trained wow and 20 of them competed in jiu jitsu at least wow and 15 of them had pro fights mm-hmm. so this was back yeah. when I was in high school, or you know, right out of high school or in high school. We all trained. We all did something. Yeah. So we, it was such an unfair advantage we had. Of course. We were just beating up everybody. Yeah. It was like, uh, you know, like we we were just such idiots. What changes? Because usually the thing is, most people are not. They don't have that kind of self awareness where they can look back yeah. and say, "I was a dickhead here. I'm still a dickhead in this part, but not on this one." Oh my God, I was really, you know. Well, we we pushed it so far. Yeah, you know, and I got into others, you know, selling drugs or whatever, doing mm-hmm. stupid things. But uh, most people didn't. But um, you know, it, it, it was just so much bad that it's like, uh, and I, I don't know. I've had so much time to sit and think about right. everything. You know, uh, you do things, you know. Trying to you know figure out your mind. I've got a good mind coach, uh, Vinny Shorman. Um, he was on Joe's podcast. Do it out. Um, he's he does like the, you know hypnotherapy kind of stuff. He can hypnotize me over Facetime. Serious? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And <laughs> I heard Joe Schilling, who's a friend of mine, uh-huh. on uh, on Joe's podcast. You know, it, you know how it is. You listen to Joe talk, sure. And you, you know you've done the show enough. I think I've done like fifteen hours of podcasting with him. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how much you've done, but it's probably around the yep. same um, or more. You, I feel like I'm always having a conversation with my friends mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm sitting there, even if I don't know some of the people. Yeah, I mean, it just it just works, you know. And uh, I don't even know what point I was making. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it's well, what point was I making? Oh, Jeez. about the mind. Uh, oh, mind coach Vinny yeah. Shorman. Um, so Vinny, he is just on point. I I I, I just lost to to Lineker. Mm-hmm. And it was a total a mental shutdown. Sure. And with me, it's always girl problems, you know, my ex-wife problems, girlfriend problems. At this point, that point, it was girlfriend problems. Um, and I just, you know, first round, I, 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 the whole week, I felt like shit. And I remember, I was never phys- more physically prepared ever for a fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was on point, yeah. but just mentally, I was just like, blah. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting backstage, Anthony Kiedis comes back, yeah. and he's like, UFC tries to make me and him out to be like best of friends. Right. Like they've actually said like, oh, they're, they're best friends. Like, I'm like, I don't know his fucking phone number. Yeah, yeah, right. I give him a hug and shake his yeah. hand when I see him, but we, we don't yeah, hang out. Of course. Um, <laughs> but he's like, oh, what's up, bro? I started to bug you. I'm like, no, don't worry. And just sitting back there like, damn it, this is going to suck. First round was, you know, I dominated, but after that I just started to slip. Uh-huh. And it was, it was a weird, you know, it was like looking at myself fighting kind of thing. Oh yeah, that sucks. And I was like, uh, you know, he has, a, he had like a, I could see his submissions happening. I would just stand and look at him. Oh fuck, I had that experience <laughs> where you're like in there yeah. and you you see it like you're above yeah. it and you're like, why in the fuck? And you know, your brain is so caught up analyzing yeah. what's happening from shake above <laughs> rather than being in the mouth. Mo- yeah, yeah, it sucks, man. It's yeah. of course in my case it did not happen in a fucking huge UFC fight where it's like <laughs> the pressure is yeah. ten million times more. But still, yeah, it's a shitty moment yeah. where it kicks in. Being anywhere and having yeah. that happen sucks because yeah. it's it's not we're not 
playing chess. No, exactly. You're There's getting so much, somebody tries to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to render you unconscious. And you're thinking, ah, the crowd is making this noise and this is happening. Yeah. I'm like, why the fuck am I paying attention to those things? You know, it's like, yeah, it's horrible. Not yeah. fun at all. But yeah. it, it, and the, I mean, I commend you because people, you know, it's it's unless you've done it. Uh huh. You you just the appreciation you have for for the lust for life you get out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Everything I've ever done has always been to the you know, nth degree. Right. You know, I, I hit my head snowboarding <laughs> up in Tahoe when I was a kid in high school. Woke up a couple of days later in the hospital. Right. Um, you know, there's always been stuff I've done. I'm like, oh, I can, yeah, I can do that. I can, I can, you know, front side in, you know, inver <laughs> invert 540 over that. Like, sure, no problem. Yeah. What uh, so? What do you think has been changing? Because I mean, the fact that you do have the self awareness of how where certain things in your life you feel like oh that was fucking stupid, or where you feel like you clearly are out <clears throat> of some of it. Yeah, my, my kid. When I had my daughter, mm -hmm. how old did she know? She's four, four and a half. Four almost. and a half. Okay. Um, she is. You know, every, everyone obviously loves their kids sure. and says their kids are incredible. But, you know, she is. She's, she's an incredible little thing. She's so smart. Mm -hmm. I don't know how she got so smart because <laughs> I'm, I'm not that smart. Her mom's pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> she's definitely not the sharpest person in the world. Um, but you know, her kid is so advanced. Uh -huh. and, the, and the thing is, it, she was running by like nine months. She's, uh -huh. she's not very big. I mean, granted, her mom is 5'8", but I'm 5'5". Five five. Right. The, internet, the internet says I'm 5'5". Five five, yeah. 5'5", five, five, one and a half or something. Um, but she's just a crazy, energy-filled little kid. And then... I wonder where the energy comes yeah, from. Yeah, That part. <laughs> that part well, we cannot see. At a year and a half. Yeah. Or was it two and a half? A year, no, at a year and a... No. It was a year and a half. Um... She got diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis mm -hmm. and couldn't walk. And my kid, who's this spark plug, it has you know the, the brain fog that comes with it, and her knees and hips and ankles are swollen. They're you know draining stuff and injecting her and hitting her with ketamine and all this. You know, and yeah. the doctors like, well, you know, let me explain to you what this is. I'm like, no, I know what K is. Yeah. I know what ketamine is. Right. <laughs> Party with it a couple of times, but um, you know, it it, it was just. It was crazy, and having you know to do this all on my own. I, I, I you know, her mom went to jail when she was like six months old, mm -hmm. um, and I had already left before that. Sure. But I, at that point, I was making a couple hundred grand a year from yeah. UFC. I was making good money, and you know, got a, a nice condo in Irvine, the safest city in the country. <laughs> Ten right. years in a row. It's where, it's where my gym is. Um, you know, three bedroom. Here's the house, the car, the baby. Like just fucking. Don't fuck this up, you know. Yeah. And of course, she fucked it up. But um, she went to jail, and then I've I've raised London by myself the whole time. Mm -hmm. I mean, not by myself, with my family. Sure, my, my family's of course. Huge help. Um, such an integral part. My family's a good. More, we'll expand on that. <laughs> but uh, you know, and just having that, and having to raise her because my 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 buddy Shane Del Rosario mm -hmm. passed away. Yep. He goes, hey, you know. You take the, the the main the main room upstairs. You know, it's big enough for you in London. Her little crib will fit right here, and you know we'll help you raise her. Two big Hawaiian guys, <laughs> big family oriented Hawaiian guys. So we did, you know, and and you know then having that, it was good. And again, I had a lot of money, so yeah. it wasn't as hard. Um, 
my family was close enough where they would come pick her up if I needed her. You know, my mom would take her for a couple of weeks to, to the to the the ranch she has, um, <clears throat> and you know, just it just makes you really th- have to think about a lot. Yeah. You know, you're a single parent, you're sitting there like, uh, like what the fuck, you know? Or, yeah. And then and then even worse when she got sick, and now I'm like her whole life is so healthy, <laughs> gluten free, sugar free, dairy free. Um, you know, for my my house, if I want to cheat on my diet, I have to leave my house because <laughs> it's all perfectly it's, yeah, clean. And... It's so perfect. You know, I've been eating you know vegan centric. Right. The meals that are made for me every week by my buddy are all vegan. There's 15 of them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I don't always eat all 15, but sure. I usually eat you know a most, good chunk. Most right. Of them. So that's that's a lot of good healthy food in yeah. the system. You know, and and she would rather perfect example go to go to Disneyland. My kid had you know. My friend's kids are eating churros. She has a churro, takes a bite. She's corn. She's like, I want some corn. Like, All right, I'll have a churro. Then. <laughs> In that case. <laughs> I think she ate, right. she ate like two of them. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. just a really healthy kid. And, right. And I've fixed her through um, through food. Nice. You know, I, I remember I met probably six months in. Uh, I was flying back and forth from here to Reno. I remember my uh, ex-girlfriend that actually helped me raise my, my daughter for a couple of years. You know, she was – but granted, she lived in Reno. So sure. Too close. Um, I've met some lady from the Midwest, you know. Uh, she, she's, you know, old, you know, big, fat, old, you know, little lady from the Midwest, you know, typical mm-hmm. thing, and start talking, and she, her granddaughter has RA. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my daughter has it. And, oh, well, you know, my, my granddaughter's in a wheelchair. Hmm. I'm like, Jesus. Oh, and they put your kid on methotrexate, which is a chemotherapy drug. Right. Well, I had already been taking her up my daughter off it yeah using other natural stuff um and you know i'm talking to this lady and like well you know what what's what's wrong go i'm like how's your diet and she's like look at me she's my kids are even worse she's like i i you know the diet's horrible i was like you have to fix that yeah i gave her my phone number i sent her links and emails (laughs) like all this stuff and I, I, I mean, you know, I think she moved back like once, but, but you know, but she said, you know, I said thank you, and I'm sure she sure. got all the information, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it'll drive you mad, yeah, you know, especially if you're not fixing it, you don't see a, 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 a or get better. Granted, she has gotten, I mean, she's, uh, I don't want to say 100 percent better because every but once in a while she'll complain, but the swelling's, yeah, yeah, swelling's gone. No, and I mean that right there is uh, talk about a mind fuck because it's like already when you have a kid especially yeah. if you have a kid mostly on your own granted yeah. yeah you have family support and all but it's you are the par- you are the one parent you know that's yeah. where it's at you got <clears> that going which already puts you in a mind frame of shit i'm responsible 24 yeah. 7 for this tiny little creature here that you know they they have their personality they have all their stuff but they don't know shit you know that's yeah. just how it is that doesn't matter how smart or brilliant they are <laughs> exactly. they still don't know you know they can't so it's on you 24 yeah. 7 if i'm not here you die exactly so, <laughs> that's how it is um. <laughs> you know and on top of it then when you have health issues like mm-hmm. that which really like i really don't think that there's any sh- like i can't really think of anything that sucks most than something like that where you have like a kid yeah. that your kid that's sick in some way and you feel helpless to do something about it i yeah. mean uh, it would be hard pressed to find anything worse than that and that's so the term the level of responsibility that that puts on you on every yeah. level is off the charts yeah but in some way it seemed like for you it helped 
it help you turn some corners. Oh yeah, but I have no choice. Right, I can't. I can't fuck this up. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Whether you know her mom's around or not. Sure. I mean, she's she's been doing good lately. Good. She's out of rehab, out of jail, finished rehab. She's doing doing better. Um, I, I don't talk to her, so I don't know. Right, right, right. I just we have our communication through our like social worker, or whatever. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, I, I did this whole thing. You know, she was never there, always on drugs, causing yeah. fucking crazy problems in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, attacking my dad physically, my girlfriend physically, like just, right. you know, so much over the top stuff. Um, you know, and that it's just all, you know, all this, just there's so much drama. Mm-hmm. And this has all been since I've been in the UFC. <laughs> Not to mention the physical ailments. The, Great timing, yeah, right? Yeah, the infections, the two MRSA infections, or a blood infection, a bad MRSA infection in my hand. You know, there's been so much stuff. Yeah. yeah but, you know, it, it, that's life. <laughs> I'm still still here. But that's a funny thing that you're like, I'm still here, and you say it with a smile, with a mellow <laughs> feel to it, no, with, uh, yeah. which yeah. tells me that something, yeah, something with your daughter really spans things around for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I don't have you don't, I can't have dark thoughts. Right. When I have a kid. Yep. You know, yep. I can't because yep. then I'm like, like what? Like no, I, the snap out of it. You know, idiot. This little person to take care of. Yeah, man, that has been one of my constant sources of like I've had. I realize I've had so much anger in me mm. in so many moments. I'm sure. And then you know, if you are yeah. alone or if you are with other adults, you feel entitled to it. You feel like yeah. I'm mad because of this. So oh, fuck off. I'm right. You know, it's I have good reasons. Yeah. Fuck you all. You know, it's like. I did that way too much. When you, yeah, <laughs> I'm a pro at it. <laughs> Tenth degree black belt, but. <laughs> You get a little kid. It's not their fuck. That nothing is their fucking fault. You know, yeah. it's like they are a kid. They don't know anything. Yeah. They just—it's technically all your fault. Exactly. <laughs> it's like whenever it is that's up with yeah. them, you put it in there. Yeah. So it's like it really forces you to take a serious look in the mirror and realize when you're really off and it's completely uncalled for some of the shit that you're yeah. doing. Yeah, and it's been a pretty. Uh, to me, it's been. a interesting battle because it's like I'll, how old is your daughter? Uh, six okay six and a half now so yeah. it's getting you know each year gets better mm. A because she grows up so she listens better she's easy you know mm. she can handle things yeah. a lot better I can talk to her reason more I can tell her you know I'm having a shitty day help me out here because yeah. I'm this close to blowing up yeah. And she, the way she yeah. knows, and we at, have a at, convers- the, at that age, you know, she'll get it exactly. My, my daughter's age, she's still kind of like, like what? Yeah, of course. What do you mean you're going to yell and scream and break stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing that is like on one end, yeah, she's making it easier for me just the passage yeah. of time and all of it. But at the same time, you know, just working on yourself, mm-hmm. catching yourself, like I'm doing the same shit. It's coming. I see it coming. It's right there. It's the same <laughs> shit you've done 27 times and you feel horrible about it. So how about we don't do it? How about we don't go there? Let's try to figure out a different approach. Yeah. And it's cool when you see it. You know, it's not that you from one day <clears> to the next, you turn around and, oh, I'm a light and it all works out. Yeah. You know, it'll, it but, you know, like. <laughs> 10 steps forward, 8 backwards, that's a win, you know, that's good. We are on a good trajectory. It's Somehow gaining ground. <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, we're moving. We're, it's all going in the right direction. Yeah. And it's, but yeah, man. So how did you, especially at the beginning, when, you know, you're an infant, you're not even talking about yeah. a kid, you're talking about an infant. How did you deal with it all? You know, you go and you spend your days punching people in the face as that's, you know, training. That's where... Yeah. 
and then you come home and you have to be this happy, you know, la la yeah, la, exactly, happy. <laughs> clean, happy, sing lullabies, all yeah. sweet. Well, how did you get diagnosed her when she was so young when she couldn't really communicate? That had to be really tough. You had to see that there was pain. Wait, so th- oh, no, no, she was two and a half. Sorry, but yeah, she, so oh, she was pretty little. Well, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. She was. Um, God. So what happened was she came home from my mom's ranch. Which is up in like the very tip of California, mm-hmm. so Oregon or Oregon, California, Oregon, Nevada, yep. um, and she's like sixty acres, something like that, seventy. I don't know how many acres. Um, but daughter's always outside. She's got you know Gus the dog who watches her, <laughs> and uh, it's like her you know it's her dog Gusifer, um, and then she has the horses. You know, she's the five horses that run around the property and. And, you know, it's a nice big wooded area. It's beautiful. Well, there's Lyme disease. Mm. So, you know, we thought maybe that was it. And, and, I'm, and I don't know. She, she, she came home. She had the flu. As she came home, she got to the house, and my mom was like, her, her knees swollen up for some reason. I think she, maybe she fell over. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, it just, her, you know, her ankle started to swell up. And I was like, oh, fuck, does she have an infection? Yeah. Because I, I've been going through these infections. Sure. You know, I had I had MRSA culture in my body. I went through that blood infection in Brazil where I ended up in the hospital. Um, and, you know, I, I started to just go crazy. And then I ended up taking her. And we figured it out after, you know, a couple, a couple, a week or a couple months, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. I mean, that they had the initial idea was, oh, this is this is some sort of arthritis, right. or some sort of. Is there uh, any like what's that about? Is that genetic? No cause, just bad though. luck, or they don't know. They, they don't know. They said it was the the flu leaving the body settled in her knee for some reason. Huh. And I was like, what? The yeah, that's <laughs> the weirdest explanation ever. Yeah. Right? It's like, like okay, it's okay, settling. What it, does the fuck does that mean? Yeah, right? residue. There's, there's nothing yeah. worse than a diagnosis that makes no sense and yeah. has no real yeah. end date to it either. Exactly. This could ruin her life. You know, forever, or it could go away. When? Well, we Life, don't know. Right. We don't know exactly. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why we took such a proactive step with, uh, with everything. I mean, you know, my family just buckled down and fed her so proper, and worked her out. And she had physical therapy, and she had, you know, all this stuff, and she, we we got it done. That's fucking. And I guess that's where speaking of the good legacies of yeah. uh, all your life being an athlete the knowledge of the body that goes with it. Yeah. You know, the reality is, I mean, how many doctors really talk in depth about nutrition? Not that often. Not no. that often, especially at, you know, it's like, they're like, ah, eat whatever, just take this pill. Yeah, yeah. magic pill is right here. Right? You'll be fine. Works in <laughs> yeah. scores of people. Yeah. So that's where knowing the body from the inside, <clears throat> where you have had the experience on yourself yeah. of what it means to build a certain body that functions in a certain way, that makes a hell of a difference well, right there. And I have so much access to so many smart people, mm-hmm. you know, um, through, you know, my stepdad is a dentist and he's got a bunch of doctor friends and he's an old, you know, Freemason and CIA agent, Wow. <laughs> and, you know, and then I, all the doctors that I personally know through fighting, mm-hmm. the UFC doctors or the guys, the surgeons that have worked on me or my physical therapy doctors or, you know, all the different people. Um, nutritionists that come in the sport that help us help me out sure. that I pick their brain. I've got a couple of those guys, um, uh, and then Grandpa, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my ex-wife's uh, stepdad uh, that you know raised her. She comes from an interesting family, um, but he's a doctor. He's like a really really powerful doctor, mm-hmm. really really smart and awesome guy. Yeah. Um, 
and you know again more more information i can get more advice more you know anything i need realistically so um i was able to really just i just ask questions all day every day just constantly texting and, and you know even joe mm-hmm. remember i remember he would he's text me random stuff just hey bro just think you know well, you should try this for your daughter like fucking thank you, man. Right, exactly. You know? No, that's awesome when you have <laughs> my uh, other friends don't do this shit. Thanks, bro. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> it's awesome when you have people who yeah. know their shit who are actually thinking about you. Yeah. And yeah, my, to... my strength coach. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many people. You know, because he owns Fight Camp Conditioning dot uh, mm-hmm. com or and Innovative Results. If you're ever in Orange County, come work out. Mm-hmm. Strength conditioning, then you can work out at my fight gym too. But. Um, He's got a wealth of knowledge of all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, or at least someone to put me in contact with. Right. You know, so it's, but it, it also comes from the parents' point of, you know, standpoint where you have to be proactive. Yeah. You, I do it in fighting. I want to get better at fighting, or I want to fix my, the holes in my kickboxing game, or my jujitsu game, or wrestling game, whatever. I do work. Yep. I'm proactive. You, you know, figure I, out who's got the answers. You yeah, go there. And, exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that is. I mean, in itself, it's kind of like, I don't know if you do that, like kind of sit down and let's look at my life. But of course, in this kind of conversation, that's how it comes out. Yeah. But when you look at like your whole trajectory of what you have been through, whether self-induced or because of shit mm-hmm. happens, that's just enough for five lifetimes. You know? yeah. That's just so yeah. much shit from, <laughs> yeah, like you mentioned, Shandel Rosario, you know, your friend yeah. dying young of a... Uh, all this shit it's like yeah. that must <clears throat> yeah it, these are the kind of experience that either will fuck you up forever or you'll come out enlightened there's not too much of a middle way there and yeah it, it's I am such a powder keg of just f- ready to fuck up at all times mm-hmm. I guess you know that's everyone looks at me apparently right. you know, for, for good reason I've screwed up a lot <laughs> um, but I just I don't know. I, 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 it just goes back to my kid. It has mm-hmm. to. There's no other. There's no other reason why. <laughs> right. Otherwise, I'd be out. You know, I would, I would take those times. Like the, the main thing through Shane after Shane passed away was mm-hmm. I was sober. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, you know, at the time she grabbed me and she's like, "Listen, you need to be sober." Because okay, they they found whatever in Shane's system. Yeah. Shane had a heart attack. Sure. Because he had a uh, prior existing heart condition mm-hmm. um, that almost killed his dad. That killed his uncle. You know, but he was out partying. Sure. You know, whatever. Um, that's, you know, common knowledge. Sure. Knows that. Um, <clears throat> but she's like, you know, you, you uh, we're going to, she, she knows how my team is. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to the hospital, someone brings in a bottle. Right. And we're taking shots because someone's, someone's in trouble. We're going to be here all night. Let's drink. Let's smoke. <laughs> let's <laughs> right. know, hang out. You know, it's, for <laughs> someone's bringing pizzas, you know, we're all, we're all going to be here, you know, all, all yeah. 40 of us. And, you know, I just, I was sober the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't smoke any pot, didn't drink any booze, didn't, you know, do anything. And it was just, it was tr- trying to set a good example. Yeah. So that's also another thing that, I, that I've learned that I have to do <laughs> is be a good example because now people look up to me. Mm-hmm. Or they had been for a while, I just kind of realized it. Of course. <laughs> or, or, cared, or cared about it. <laughs> or you came down from a high long enough to realize, yeah. oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> exactly, okay. <yeah>. That's... <laughs> Can, can we go backwards for a second and, and talk yeah. about when you started? What was first? Was it jujitsu immediately or was it wrestling in high school that got no, you started? Or? Uh, I did you know, karate and I think I, I never did taekwondo. I did karate. 
but I was a because there was, was a big like Bruce Lee fan mm-hmm. back in the day. Sort oh yeah. Of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had uh, Shannon Lee on the podcast once. Oh, nice. uh, Brooks and daughter. She, wow. She's super sweet. She's a nice yeah. lady. Just how amazing how that took over. You know, yeah. the mindset in the late seventies and blossomed oh, yeah. from there. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who doesn't want to be Bruce Lee? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then I I got into kung fu uh-huh. as a kid, but my my sifu my teacher, um, Bill Egan. Uh, great guy, big, big, giant, you know, man. Um, and you know that I, I got a black belt under him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like taekwondo or where it was like flashy contests and stuff. It was forms and how I knew how to do everything properly. And, and he he brought in some arm bars and stuff like that. So uh, it was, you know, a good intro. It got me me started on it. Is that Sansu that you yeah. were doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah and you know, Sansu is very yeah. violent. It's yeah. like throat strikes and eye yeah, gouges. You know. Groin stick. <laughs> yeah, if you don't kick somebody in the balls in the first three seconds, you're doing something wrong. That just exactly. not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's literally eyes, throat, yeah, balls. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> and, you're uh, going to win. Yeah, I, I beat a lot of kids up growing up uh. <laughs> with throat strikes and eye points. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. And my family at one point even said, because me and my brother were bad kids. Uh-huh. It's just my brothers. Um, but one's just you know, 15 years older than me. So right. He was a different, <laughs> different generation. But, uh, you know, we, I just, it all worked out for me so mm-hmm. well, martial arts. It kept me under control somewhat, you know, because I was going to get in fights and, and my, my, my seafood at the time, he just goes, listen, if you get in a fight, you're not going to have to deal with your parents. You mm-hmm. have to come here and you're going to deal with me. And that was fucking scary. Six, five and, and my teacher that I respected yeah. more than anything, you know, uh, but it, it was it started there, and then just progressed into UFC came out, and we had a black box. Mm-hmm. We had one of those illegal cable boxes, right. you know. So my parents leave. I'd you know flip flip the thing in the back and watch porn or watch right. watch whatever was on pay per view. <laughs> and uh, my dad, my, I grew up also watching boxing religiously uh-huh. my dad was and I was so confused why he never got me into boxing because mm. he just knew that he didn't want his kid getting punched in the face that much but gotcha <laughs> that worked <laughs> I out I showed you yeah. but uh, we watched I, I cried when Mike Tyson lost right. me, me and my brother both cried uh-huh. as children when Mike Tyson was like dad why what Why? What? What? Did, what did I just witness yeah, uh, uh. you know he didn't uh, have a lot of answers, did he? No. Yeah, the Buster yeah. Douglas mystery continues. <laughs> no, I remember watching Oscar uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. Yeah. fight in Mexico uh-huh. as a kid. You know, I'm sitting at a bar in Rosarito or something, you know, or La Bufador or Ensenada or somewhere. Um, we did a lot of traveling, a lot of fun as a kid. Again, I had an amazing life. Um, <laughs> I don't know what why what happened, but uh, it um you know and then going into you know, into middle school. Through middle school, uh, there wasn't. I'm trying to think, I played other sports. I played football, mm-hmm. tried some other stuff, and but I always did something. I'm ambidextrous for the most part. I, mm-hmm. I bat left, throw right. Um, you know, I can wrestle. I've always been able to wrestle both ways. I, you, you see, I switch my stance up mm-hmm. a lot when I punch yep. and, and and all that. So it just made sense. Like I'm like I'm going to wrestle. My dad, and my brother were like, those are the toughest people. That, on, yeah. on campus in high school. No doubt. And plus, I, I was good at football, but I was mm-hmm. tiny, so they, didn't, yeah, use, they of didn't, course. didn't use me much. Of course. And I I felt like I didn't, I felt, I was really 
I felt slighted, mm-hmm. you know, because I would hit people just as hard as anybody else. I was just as fast, but the fact that I weighed half just as much. Just the mass is yeah, less, of course. You know? and, I, and I get it, you know, but I, it pissed me off. Yeah, of I'm course. kind of thinking, like, fuck you. The coach is like, put me in. I'm better yeah. than this guy. Um, but they wanted me to, to to play football in high school. I was like, I weigh 100 pounds. Yeah. It's not that guy gonna... is my age and weighs 300, you know? Like, no, <laughs> this not is gonna stupid. Work. So yeah. I started wrestling and I met Reza Betty. And the thing is, I started training jiu-jitsu around the same time. Hmm. But what it was was jiu-jitsu in the off-season, wrestling in season. Gotcha. You know, so it was kind of back and forth all through high school. But with no idea at the time that that was going to be almost a perfect combination for what you were well, headed to. Yeah, because I remember well, I was watching the first UFCs and, and you know, we thought that was the coolest shit ever. I was like, this right. is what this is. What, I saw it like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but I, it was never like... I thought Kung Fu was it. Mm-hmm. Even before that. I was like, no, I, I want to learn different stuff. Sure. You know? And then seeing UFC, you're like, oh, duh. <laughs> okay. I now we it is. Yeah, right. now we know there's holes in everything. So we started doing <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And then we started, you know, I was wrestling. And and I was training with Chris Brennan. So we, we were we were doing stand-up. We, mm-hmm. were, we were flailing about. I was Punching fif- each other, I was right? 15, getting hit by grown men. Um, <laughs> you know, Adam Lynn and Bao Quach. Yeah. And yeah. Buck Greer and... Uh, you know, just so many people. Yeah, that's funny. I uh, I think I met Adam Lin um, at a boxing gym. We went, we both went there a few times. And yeah. he's a, he's a good guy. I've, yeah. yeah, you know, people I've known forever. Him and you know Russ, his partner. Oh, they it's subfighter. They split. Um, but yeah, so then I, I I remember wrestling through high school, and you know we got in a lot of fights, and we're at the beach during the day. We're getting we're getting in at least one fight at the beach a day because we're 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 pretend doing finger quotes. We're uh, protecting our beach. We're right. being douchebags. Yeah, you know we're being, you know, entitled rich white kids at a beach because we all, everyone's either coming up getting sponsored and surfing professionally or bodyboarding and, you know, the our beach is right below the Ritz Carlton. Right. Literally, the Ritz Carlton's up on the hill, so we go up there and we not sp- exactly the ghetto, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we take a bunch of food and we knew where to go to sneak through and you know grab all the free treats and drinks, <laughs> and uh, we just bred to fight, uh-huh. you know. And I and I knew that I if I want to hang out with these guys, my friends, my older friends, I need to learn how to fight because they get in a lot of fights and yeah. I'm fucking tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and then I became a star wrestler, and then I turned 18, and and my coaches were like, "Well, you're a man now. You want to fight a man?" There was no amateur circuit. It was like, hey, you're 18. You want right. to go? And, and they were trying to get me to fight at like 16 on an Indian, Indian reservation. Right. Of <laughs> Probably course. wouldn't have been a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 was, I was beating grown, grown men up of course. anyways at 16, and they yeah. knew that. Yeah. So maybe it would have worked. I don't know. If you go. Yeah. But I, they flew me to Hawaii. First fight was in Hawaii, too. It's nice. Uh, I still talk to Jerry. Jerry Sampson. He's a good, good guy. Um, and I won. You know? That was the crack sternum fight. Yeah, yeah. So you got your sternum cracked and you won the fight regardless. Yeah, and that was the first time that I had a man really hit me. He was a, like a like a two or three time Golden Gloves boxing champion in the wow. uh, in the Navy. Yeah, and and he's a Hawaiian. They punched so hard. Right. He hit me and whack, and I was like, Whoa, wow, <laughs> that's that different. is different. Yeah, yeah Jesus. Uh, and then we, you know, I I just I've. Just once I tied up with him, because like, he, he was not a very big guy. Right, I was I was tossing him. Right, because the wrestling comes in yeah. and said that he's mm-hmm. like. And then I, I, you know, I'd set up, I'd leg kick and set up some wild punch to take him down. And I, cho- yeah. I choked him out. Yeah. 
Um, it's like there's no golden glove once I'm spread yeah. sitting on top <laughs> yeah. of you. It's like, yeah, let's start punching now. <laughs> yeah, and I was, and I was yeah. a really good high school wrestler. Right. Uh, I never accomplished anything because I was a screw-up, mm-hmm. you know, with drugs and with bad grades and, and just mental breakdowns and stuff. But um, this worked. Yeah, and you know? wrestling is really like there's nothing like it. The mental toughness of yeah. it and just the physical skill, just that possibility to direct the fight wherever you want it to be. If you want to stand, you wrestle too defensively to make sure exactly. you stand. If you want to take it to the ground, you take it. There's really nothing. I mean, the superior, if you're really superior wrestler compared to the other guy, the other guy better be better at striking and better at jiu-jitsu. Otherwise, it's fucked. And even if he's better at jiu-jitsu, once he's from the bottom, it's a whole other yeah. game. It's... Yeah, exactly. And it's, hey, you have different examples. You have like Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and then well, we'll get into that part of my life after that. Uh, he didn't want to get taken down. Mm-hmm. So he's going to, he was a good, damn yeah. good wrestler. And then he's going to knock you out. But yeah. you have someone like GSP who's got, who wasn't even a wrestler. No, I but, know, that's insane. It's but, like, how the hell did he develop that kind of well, wrestling skills? The Eastern Europeans is, is, you know, Russian wrestlers. Right. That were, you know, living in, in uh, Russian nationals living in Canada. Um, and some of the guys that he was wrestling with were, the greatest wrestlers ever right you know some of them um and the fact is that that i I hate to to ever compare wrestling with football Mm -hmm. um but with mma you have so much it's not wrestling Mm -hmm. that's why gsp is people oh he's the best wrestler of all time okay yeah they also call me like the best wrestler in the division but if i go wrestle with henry cejudo he's gonna throw me through a fucking wall of course you know, it's wrestling. It's different, but you have so much forward motion, so yep. much, so there's so much going on, and so much momentum for a shot that yep. if you have the drive and the technique to hit a shot like that oh, yeah. off a distraction, I mean, th- there's so much space to gain speed and power and hit that shot where it turns into a football tackle, yep. a spear, a running, you know, double leg or. or yep. You know, I'll, I'll, I like a head post double with my my head in the sternum. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got two bulging discs in my neck, but it, but it works. Right. Just a, Boom. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, the, the, it's MMA wrestling has, and that's the thing. I've been doing MMA and pretending to throw mm-hmm. punches and wrestle since I started wrestling. Yeah. So that's why my out. That's why my wrestling game for it's perfect for MMA. For MMA, right. yeah, and that that's kind of the build I have. I'm explosive. No, and in fact, that's interesting what you mentioned because you're right. Straight up wrestling is a whole different beast than yeah. wrestling for MMA. It's like, yeah. I don't think, unless the guy's like blind in one and a half eyes, and uh, I don't think I ever shot a good double in pure wrestling, yeah. but I could nail doubles in MMA a lot because yeah. the, the fainting, you know, the, yeah. oh, look exactly. up here, and yeah. you just dive yeah. under. How many fights do you have? I did it too professionally, okay. but professional has been very generous. It's, you know, shitty, well, the equivalent of the India reservation yeah. kind of stuff. You know, it's the, and, <laughs> the then, uh, and then just mockers, you know, okay. it's like, but, uh, but yeah, to me it's trippy because it's like, it's such a different game. You know, you yeah. wrestle and it's like, yeah. it, you go against a wrestler, that's a different game than the yeah. MMA wrestling. And it's, but yeah, yeah, to me it's interesting in that way how every single martial art there is in reality is, uh, it's an approximation of real combat. You know, none of them are it because, of yeah. course, you can't do the shit that you do on the streets. Exactly. Uh, so even, <laughs> you know, you train Sun Tzu. Well, that's great. You are doing all the right techniques, yeah. but you can't train it 
you can go for it. It, it has to be cooperative training because yeah. otherwise people <laughs> walk out with no eyes every single night. You and train nuts uh, ripped off. Exactly. You train uh, combat sports. Well, it's awesome. You get the timing, the adrenaline, the toughness yeah. and stuff. But then you don't use, of course, the cheap tricks, which are what you would use in a real fight, you yeah. know. So you have, yeah, I'm uh, putting my my thumbs in your eyeballs if we're in a exactly. Fight. It's like you know, you, I don't care. all the stuff that's <laughs> illegal is what you want to do, but you can train it that exactly. way because you can. That's why that's that's was funny because um, I've done that bunch and I liked it, I enjoyed it. But then you see so many of these guys who are who think of how fights are going to oh, be God, because yeah. they are not used to combat sports. And so it's like the guy throws you a punch and they do this technique where they hit once and yeah. then they move twice and the other guy stands still. It's like yeah. the guy's not going to stand still, you know. It's like, not how it works. That's not the way it's going to play out. So it's funny. It's like to me is a lot of people who do combat sports kind of shit on the more traditional martial arts or the yeah. self-defense approach. The guys who are into the self-defense stuff think combat sports is not real. We What we yeah. do is real. It's like yeah. nobody, <laughs> nobody does what's real. You know, each one has strengths and weaknesses. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking combine the best, you know, take it as yeah, that's, a, fi- that's finally what has happened. Yeah. You know, we, we just see it. And sure, you get a guy like Connor or, or Stephen Thompson. Jesus, he looked good the other night. Amazing. Um, using that karate with i mean just incredible power speed accuracy so beautiful yeah it's amazing that was fuck that was so pretty and i I like johnny yeah but i was and that makes it was it more impressive i know johnny hendrix is a hell of a fighter yeah he made him look like an amateur it was painful yeah it it was one of those rich franklin versus anderson silva moments yeah he just has no idea what to do yeah Yeah. you know and and whether that's uh, with rich he just didn't know how to defend the clinch But did Johnny not know how to defend it, or was he half conscious? I <laughs> or know. Was it both? Just, he, he was just getting cracked. A guy who has been at the top of the game where he's like, doesn't get much higher yeah. than his level, yeah. and he was made to look like, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a trip right there. Yeah. But so these days, you are uh, just down at Kalinoyama, just training yeah. MMA, teaching, helping, training, teaching the whole thing. Yeah, I teach like, like six classes a week. Um, I run the kids program, the kids MMA and, and Muay Thai, uh, and then my my other coach Rich, um, he runs the kids Jiu Jitsu, uh-huh. and then Marcel Lozado is our Jiu Jitsu coach now. Cool. Um, who's you know, just got accolades for days. Nice. Um, I'll uh, well since you're such a big fan of female MMA, I'll send you my girlfriend to visit. To <laughs> <laughs> Come on, to learn, uh, I'll just keep her away from Carla so she comes back home with all yeah. her limbs still attached. Because oh, the other girls be... are mean. Are they all? Uh, they, they all girls are mean when they yeah. train. I've had a well. That's a fact. I mean, it's like cause the reality is most any kind of martial art, but definitely MMA yeah. is such a male environment that for a female to be able to stick there, she better be the meanest Tough. woman on earth because yes. it's just otherwise it's not gonna happen. Yeah, so it's... it's rough, and and even you know I can control a lot of stuff, but every once in a while, I'll be like sweetheart. I'm gonna leg kick you as hard as I can if you stop. If you don't right. stop doing that, yeah. I'm gonna kick you in the liver. Or I'm gonna do something. Yeah, you know, like this is gonna like <laughs> calm down. No, and I think and I think that's key, especially when because I mean, when you train with each other, you're lending your body to somebody yeah. else to do stuff. You cannot fucking hurt your partners. You yeah. know that just. Then I mean, it shit happens, of course, because yeah, it's just the rough game, but. Shit happens one in a million years. It shit happens. If it always happened that your sparring partner got hurt, <laughs> it's you. You know, yeah. it's not the. Yeah, there's certain people that I just know. Yeah. Like there's one hungry kid, this kid Rich. Uh, Richard uh, uh, Alcaron, he is a phenom. Uh-huh. 
I mean, he's 125, but has a 72-inch reach. I've got a 65-inch reach. Right. He's D1 wrestler at Citadel. He's won multiple world titles in purple belt and stuff in jiu-jitsu. He submits black belts wow. like all the time. Yeah, so he's awesome. He's, yeah. yeah. He's, it's like, and his kickboxing's coming along. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's definitely coming along. And having kids like that in the gym, I'm like, I... I <laughs> Get away from me! <laughs> go away. You're fit and you're young. You're 25 and you're you know you're a man and you're that's like go away. Right. Let me get, come back to me in a month when I'm in shape. You know. <laughs> but then it's also the same kind of young those guys that want to go so hard that you have to sometimes knock out. You know. Yeah. It's you just sometimes you know and especially at the, the level that I'm at. You know, it's <clears throat> we go hard. We go yeah. really hard call at, at our gym. And you know, I see people get knocked out, not all the time, but, but often you know, enough. Often enough, where you're like, "Fuck!" And it sucks. It, it's yeah, because that's such a tough boundary there. Because you don't want to go so hard that you got always fuck it up in training, yeah. but you obviously have to go hard to mimic what you're gonna deal exactly. with when you step up. And so yeah. it's such a fine line because yeah. it's like you can take so much damage in training that you never get to fight because you're fucked up. Or you, you and, know, and that's a that's been a problem. I keep I keep breaking. Yeah, you know, yeah, so that yeah. must be a problem. But it's it's just how we're wired, right? You know, and and I train really smart. Mm-hmm. You know, my my strength and conditioning stuff isn't this wild like overdone CrossFit routine. Sure. You know, like all my coaches talk, everything's in sync. I I I, have, I use this thing called the Omega Wave every morning. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. So you put it on. Um, you put on a like a heart monitor, mm-hmm. and it has this thing that goes to your hand. Yeah. And your and your and your forehead. Mm-hmm. So you have. Let me show you. And then this pops up. So after a five minute reading, you have a full readout of your endurance, speed, power, strength, coordination, skill, um, all this stuff that that, Check that, that out. It wow. tells you what you know what uh what systems are good to go, what uh-huh. systems are bad, resting heart rate. Um, wow. And this was after a workout. Yeah. I, I had a resting heart rate of fifty one. Usually my heart rate's like forty. Could, could be a little bit lower. That's somewhere. an athlete right yeah. there. Uh, recovery pattern. This is what we always look at. Wow. So it breaks down like, yeah, that's when you know the body like a yeah. machine to the uh, tiniest detail. Yeah. And then plus the doctor that runs this company mm-hmm. or runs all this, that that part of it, um, she gets an even more crazy breakdown on her end. Mm-hmm. So then she talks to my coach. Right. Um, you know, it, it's... I'm I'm really smart about this. I do cryo almost every day. Mm-hmm. I do the float. Um, I do infrared saunas. You know, I do you know the whole, <laughs> cold shock proteins, heat shock proteins, yoga, right? Bikram yoga. I, I love Bikram yoga. Um, you know, I, I I I and I'm getting older. You know, I, I eat so fucking healthy. Yeah. You know, I take supplements. I on it sponsors me. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to them. Um, yeah, you take on and stuff. Oh yeah, it's That's it's right. yeah, there you it's, go. It's, it's, the, it's the best. Yeah. You know, it's it's just so much better than everything else. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I was raised on that kind of stuff: coral mm-hmm. calcium and greens and this and that. My mom's a chef or was. Um, my dad's just been always been a healthy guy. You know, he was he stopped eating meat in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's one. Well, he eats fish, chicken and fish. Sure, he's a big a big fisherman, but was a, a pescatarian. Um, just yeah, it's just healthy health. I don't know. It, it, I just do it so well, but yeah. still, my body breaks, and it, it, that must be from. Well, <laughs> maybe I mean, I go too hard. Yeah, there's you can only take so much yeah. damage. I mean, that's one of the problem with UFC that 
like there's the, all that story that they tell about Thailand, mm-hmm. how a lot of the Thai guys, they train so soft. Yeah. Because if you get hurt, your family starves yeah, next yeah. month. Because exactly. if you don't fight, you know, you don't get paid yeah. and you're fucked. So you have to train like technique, the pa- hit the pads yeah. hard, but you can't really spar that hard. Yeah. And then you get a bunch of fights yeah. and you spar well, when you're up there. They fight every weekend. Exactly. So, you know, you know that's your... <laughs> and when, when you're 12 and you're and you're good enough to fight every weekend and support your entire family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can get hurt. Yeah, it's a, big, just, it's a big deal. Yeah, of know? course. So it's such a weird... And in fact, that's one of the problems with UFC, how so many fights got canceled yeah. because people got hurt in training. And it's like, if you don't train that hard, you may not be up to par for when yeah. you have to step up. But yeah. if you do train that hard, you may never get to step up or you're so fucking banged up that yeah. you're fighting at 70% capacity anyway because yeah. you have always problems. And, and what a big thing is, is you need to always be in the gym. Yeah. People that take too much time off. I've been guilty of it before. Mm-hmm. You know, people take too much time off. You, you come back and try and train as hard as you usually train and you're going to break stuff. Yep. Um, you know, oh, yeah, shit. It's like, isn't it funny how even when you don't train, not only the breaking stuff, yeah. but even just the grappling, how, I don't know if the same thing happened. Like, when I don't grapple for a while, I go grappling, my body bruises up everywhere. Oh, yeah. Whereas when you're used to it, for whatever reason, the bruises don't show up. So we normally take a few seconds to back up our recordings every 20 or 30 minutes while we're doing the interview just to be safe so that if we ever lose something, we don't lose everything. And in this case, the break came right at the moment when the MMA's drug testing crew shows up to get a sample from Ian. So uh, they agreed to give us a few minutes to wrap things up. And the conversation continues right here and, of course, about all things daughters. So a crazy little break and a switch of subjects and just wanted to let you know why. And we continue. That is so rad. Yeah, she likes it. She's all into it. I can see my daughter liking it because she's she's just well she's I'm a I'm a princess <laughs> always I'm like, okay yeah it's awesome uh, there's nothing better for a man than to have a daughter yeah. I mean mine's 21 and up in college now wait for that one oh god and you gotta send her away yeah yeah that's it's a tough day don't oh. shock the man yet too many things yeah, well, at once I just I had a conversation as long ago with uh, with her grandma not on my side but her mom's side and she goes well are you what schools have you looked into. I go, what do you mean? You know, she's she's at like a daycare. Right. She's at a, she's at a preschool, but it's yeah. like they, they have a curriculum. Um, but like I said, she's really smart. And she goes, well, you know, what private schools have you been looking into? And I was like, what do you – private school by my house for, for mm-hmm. fucking kindergarten, first grade, or like 30 grand a year. Yeah, It's right. retarded. Yeah. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I'm like, uh, None. Actually, I haven't looked at anything because I went to private school. I don't, I don't like them. Yeah. Um, but if the education's better, which I don't, I don't know if it is because Orange County is yeah depends where you are, depends in which district you are. Yeah. you can get lucky and you can have awesome things for no money. Yeah, or, exactly. So yeah. and Orange County's got the best of everything. So, yeah, I, so I'll good. have to look. Yeah. Um, but I think she'll be fine. But you know, like I, I have to go get her. Then I, I, remember, I think about myself as a kid. I have to go meet the teachers and meet my daughter and I have to bring my daughter yep. in and they have to see her dad looks like me. <laughs> and by the way, I just noticed that tattoo, these violent delights. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Shakespeare. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm a poet, you know? Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's already starting, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, it goes okay, by fast. she needs, she, I have to go put her in school now. I have to go figure out what private school to put her in, I'm, you yeah. know? And then, well, we wanted her to get into an Ivy league school. Like, 
She's four. <laughs> exactly. It's like back off a little. Yeah, make that decision yeah. a little bit too. That may yeah. not be yeah. for her. Yeah. yeah, maybe she wants to be a fighter. Fuck, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope not. I know. That's a tough life as we have established by now. Yes. You know, um, it, I, it, I wouldn't trade it for anything because I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, going, when I went to wrestle in college, I was wrestling in San Luis Obispo. Yeah. Who was, who was, you know, King Stink up there? Chuck. Liddell. Of course. Uh, and it was before I, I met him, right? Right before he fought in Pride. Right. So I got to see his ascent, and you know, I'm I'm like the little brother of the group. Yeah. You know, I, I was 18, 19, going to Vegas with them and mm-hmm. doing. You know, you, you hear the stories. Right. Church, just doing wild, wild, wild stuff, having so much fun. Um, at before I was even 21. Right. And then when we had my 21st birthday, people were like. You're not fucking 21. <laughs> and like a bunch of my friends, you know, they own, they own, a group of people own a group, a big, like yeah. most of the bars downtown right. slow. And they were like, are you fucking serious? They look at Antonio and Chuck like, really? He's, he's been underage this whole time? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was, you know, it was funny and, it, right. and we had, a, we had such a good time. Cool. Man. I mean, my life was, you know. It was fun, and then I, I, you know, I have a bunch of other random weird friends. You mm-hmm. know, like like uh, in in music, you know, like Avenger, the guys Avenged Sevenfold. They're the biggest metal band in the world, right? You know, and those are good friends of mine that I've had forever. That's the joy of life in Southern California, right? Yeah. It's not like everybody's gonna have those hookups, <laughs> but it's definitely more likely than if you're in the middle of Iowa. That's for sure. Yeah, and these are just the people that I grew up with. Yeah, you know, and and you know, by the time I was, you know, I'm my brother's three years older than me, right. so. He turns 21, and he's a cool kid in Hollywood, you know, working for the family and living in Hollywood and, and you know, knowing all the clubs. Mm-hmm. So I'd have his ID at 21 yep. and walking around. <laughs> I always got to basically do whatever I wanted. Nice. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Anything else you want to throw out there? Um, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's a little premature. I will be starting a business. Cool. Um, I'm trying to get some, some information for a float tank. Nice. You know, I've been talking to Crash. Sure. Um, and there's a few different spots in South Orange County now. There's uh, his name is Ken mm-hmm. in in Newport Float. Great guy. Um, I'm opening up for, oh, far enough away where I won't be t- taking any of it. You know, because right. I, I sure he's a good dude and he's let me float there for yeah. free. You know, great guy. Um, and so I, I'm in. I'll be in South County. Yeah. But I want to get one there before anyone else does, because sure. otherwise, I think it's kind of pointless. Yeah, yeah. You know, because th- those are those are destinations. Do it, man. And uh, whenever you do, let us know. We'll make sure to announce it Thank and uh, put Thank a you. link or yeah. something. But well, let's do this another time. We'll continue on when you're not dealing with having <laughs> to pick up your arm off the floor yeah. or I'm not running to get my daughter. Because uh, this is awesome. Thank Thanks you, so Thank much you. Thank for you coming. very much. And I will. Uh, I'll come up soon. We'll never let it be said again that the that the MMA doesn't fuck around with their drug testing. Our guest was literally just pulled out of our room yep. so that two really serious-looking dudes could test him for whoever what. Yep. And it yep. seemed to take a while, too. I don't know what was going on in there. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Like, that was a first. Having somebody get in their drug tests while on the podcast, that was interesting. They don't mess around. No, they are serious about business. Well... Speaking of series about business, thank you to the sweet folks who contributed to the Drunken Taoist. Let's say a personal thank you to the following people. All right. Let the pottering begin. 
We got Chris Talent, Paul Prindeville, Darko Stanicic, Derek George, Lynn Shirley, John Tortorici, Jonathan Waterloo, uh, Maurizio Mezzatesta, David Peterson, uh, Cohen, oh damn, I can pronounce your name, Cohen. Uh, I'm gonna take a guess. How do you pronounce F L O C H? Flock? Flock? Flush? Flock? I have no idea. Flush. He, however, despite the fact that I can pronounce his name, he's one amazing tattoo art artist. If you are in Vancouver, Canada, he's the man. I've looked at his website, I've looked at some of the stuff he does. Good God, he's talented. What's the website? Uh, I shall put it in the episode notes because I have no idea at the moment. But I know. Flute will find it for us? Yeah, That's awesome. This man, he's good. He's, uh, he does Japanese style tattoos, he does a couple of other things, but booked months ahead because he's that good. He's, uh, yeah, man can't say enough good things about oh i'm just getting started i think i'm hooked i'm ready for another one already yeah well in that case uh take a trip to canada he's your man then we got aaron mclaughlin samuel jones alexander kuzner caleb striat i have no idea how to pronounce it's s-t-r-e-a-t straight straight i have no idea but thank you caleb it could be caleb too and uh yeah that could be (laughs) and uh lisa robles so thanks everybody we definitely appreciate it most definitely you guys are sweet people um those of you guys who don't have the spare cash to contribute but you do shop on amazon please use our amazon link it helps us a whole lot if you are in dire need of extra audio entertainment we got the audio version of not afraid my latest book is out Mm, there's the link in the episode notes there's always the Taoist lecture series if you want to check out all seven hours plus of glorious lectures about Taoism. Uh, our t-shirts, as usual, uh, the EQ shirt, the Nietzsche shirt, the original logo, the Dionysian parade. We got a whole... It's an awesome collection. Yeah, there's a hell of a good collection right there. Anything else, I guess? Oh, of course, thank you to Korakawa, one of our affiliates. If you guys are in the market for fancy chocolate, check it out there. My Datsura bag went with me to Death Valley to see the Super Bloom. Nice. It, it served well as always. That's it never fails, I would say. Kiva, forty-one thousand dollars in loans from your fellow uh, podcast listeners. Incredible. That's helped. It's like like uh, an amazing amount of loans. So if you want to get involved, Kiva.org. Uh, you lend money out, they pay it back. You get it back if you want it, or you can lend it again. So beautiful. That's the way. Oh, and of course, thank you to Daisy House for the cool music. Anything else? That's it. I think we are done. You guys have a wonderful day. And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as soon as they come out. You can keep track of Daniel at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at richimon1. That's R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N, the numeral one. See y'all soon.
Maybe I don't want to hear this. No, you don't. In questo caso, in questo caso, le provvidenze di Dio. Duncan showed you the way, eh? Oh man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. <laughs> this was great fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. We've been yeah, having a great hour nice. here. Dun, dun, dun. I completely got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're outro. Oh, we're out. Okay, sorry. So that's so. Let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and uh, uh, your accent? It just whatever that movie is you were trying to tell me about. Can you translate for me, please? I believe the word was tombstone. Yeah, that one exactly. <laughs> just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> what do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you. Get back to work.